naturally made, naturally delicious. Join 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO Wednesday evening for a town hall panel discussion. The vicious cycle of homelessness in Springfield and Greene County. This is a public health and public safety crisis. News Director Don Luzader will visit live with those on the front lines of the homeless problem in our community, including the Salvation Army, Victory Mission, Freeway Ministries, and the Greene County Sheriff's Office. News Analysis Opinion. 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Presidential primary is really heating up both sides of the aisle. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I'm still not convinced Joe Biden even runs for president. But as it heats up, we've seen two candidates get just get a lion's share of attention from both the, the, the mainstream medias, but also from a lot of social media. Vivek Ramaswamy, who we've had on this show, and Robert Kennedy Jr., both getting a ton of, of, of press as potential candidates for president. Well, not everybody thinks they're serious candidates for president. Joining us now on the show from uh, Town Hall contributor Scott Moorfield. Scott, you're one who doesn't take either of their candidacies for president seriously. Talk to us about that. Yeah, yeah, the, pretty much there it seems like that both of these guys are basically creations of right-wing social media both on on each side and and you can really see that by even the attention that Kennedy got, the negative attention that Kennedy got at the hearings last week. Um not one democrat politician of any stripe comes out and really likes the guy. They all say the same thing. They're all repudiating him. And I like him. I like the stuff that he brings out. Uh, but but then again, I'm a member of that right-wing Twitter sphere, so I can understand the instinct to be wanting to push his stuff. But he's not a serious candidate. But let's first off, let's 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 agree on this, or or maybe I missed something. Aside from his concern about the vaccine, is there anything else conservative about Robert Kennedy? <laughs> Probably not. Okay, <laughs> uh, he's he's a, he's an old school liberal. So I think that you could – what's interesting about him is he, he kind of reminds me of a Tulsi Gabbard. Like you could probably sit down with him and tell him the case for border control or something like that. And I think he even came out with a statement about that recently. But And, and, and he would see it, right, because he's not uh, – I don't get the sense that he's a leftist. You know, he's a liberal. He's not a conservative, but he's a liberal. Um, I think he's a right. good guy. Um, but I think Ramos this Wall- is my thing is – because vaccines, especially the, the, the under Biden, became such a touch point, and frankly, let's just be honest, because RFK looks awesome without a shirt on, I feel like <laughs> conservatives have just totally thrown themselves, oh, Robert Kennedy's oh, yeah. are, I'm like, what? What? We don't agree with him on any, like, we'll agree on one issue, and he's got big shoulders. That, to me, it's, it blows me away how serious people take his candidacy. Yeah, and they think that he's going to overturn Biden somehow, that, these, that the Democrats are going to coalesce behind him uh, in some way. And that's just a fantasy. It's ridiculous. It's, it's basically as ridiculous as people that are following Ramaswamy because they think he's going to 
even even beat DeSantis like it's absurd. He he's a completely unserious candidate. Now this he's just this articulate. Is, this is the candidate. one I want to ask you about because I don't take RFK seriously at all, particularly in a Democratic primary. He he might make an interesting third party candidate, but Ramaswamy. Now I think he's more one of these sort of flash in the pans. But I kind of you know he's young, he's bright, he's articulate. Why don't right. you take him seriously as a candidate? Well, I would say he's super inexperienced. Um, of course, you know, Trump was inexperienced too, so I do understand that argument. But he's young and inexperienced, and he also seems to be pretty new to conservatism. I mean, he he uh, tried, didn't he try to scrub his, his Wikipedia page? He paid to scrub his Wikipedia page of his Soros sponsorship, um, as well as the fact that he was pro-vaccine. And pro mask are pretty, for the most part, most uh, of COVID sounds like Donald Trump. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I missed. Yeah, something. <laughs> it kind of did, yeah, yeah. So, but but they're trying to make this guy happen, and he kind of strikes me as a a smarmy used car salesman, snake oil guy, and and I don't. It, it kind of is, he's almost too articulate, which is interesting because I do think he's articulate. I do think he knows how to say all the right things. He's not a Christian, but. He portrays himself as Christian adjacent, um, he, uh, which is kind of interesting. That all see, it's funny you say that because we had that situation happen in Missouri a few years ago. Eric Greitens um, was Jewish; he ran for governor, and, and similar situation. I think that's the I've never heard it described that way, but he portrayed himself as as Christian adjacent. My favorite story about Eric Greitens was when he got sworn in. He got sworn in on a box. That was painted to look somewhat like a Bible, but it was clearly a box with stuff inside it. And every, I remember being close with thinking, "What is actually in the box?" You're right, Ramaswamy. Does, you know, he he very much he loves the tweet about these are the truths. There is a God. There are two genders, but he yeah. is he is Hindu or or Muslim or whatever. I don't know why people don't. I I know why not lean into that. Be like, listen, I take my faith very seriously. As opposed to sort of almost soft pedaling that you might be something you're not. Yeah, it's almost it's interesting because even the way he portrays these issues are like it's almost like he just discovered them, you know, this year. Like, wow, there's two genders. Yeah, like we ha- we we haven't been fighting this stuff for for decades. Um, all this stuff, and he's he's kind of a. Uh, just decided this is where he lands on all these things. And he's really good at spelling it out. He's, he's obviously got money behind him because he's got money. Um, and he's really good at articulating the anti-woke. I mean, I first, I didn't even know that who the guy was until I started seeing him on Tucker Carlson. Other than that, how would you even know? I mean, there's some shady, I, I don't know a whole lot of details on that. I've read about it before, but even the way he got his and sold his businesses, um, it, it's just, if you start to peek under the cover, it's just like this really shiny veneer, and then you peek under the cover, and it's just—it's—he's basically a Trump plant. A Trump plant. He's there to basically all the Trump people. If he were a contender, the Trump people would be bashing him every day. They don't. So he's not a contender. So I here's the thing. I think they and this this is the one thing you're saying that I agree with. Well, I agree with you on RFK. I don't have a problem with Ramaswamy. I've kind of been intrigued by him. I don't think he's got a path to be president. I think he makes, he, you know, his tech background, maybe a cabinet appointment makes sense. Maybe. But I yeah. I think if he actually has a little staying power in the polls now, 
He's starting to register in the national polls. He's not. He's not even a blip in Iowa, New Hampshire, and that's that's why I think he's not running a, a real campaign for president yet. Right. And I think if he starts to register in either Iowa or New Hampshire, I think you see the Trump team turn on him. But when he you know when he yeah. went down to Miami, yeah. I was like, that's a weird move. That you know he went down there to stay in front of the courthouse, and basically be like, we should all stand up for Trump. I'm like, well, you're running against him. Like, how how much do you really want to stand up for him? Exactly, and, and how you're, you're basically you spend all this time defending them and just never saying anything negative about them. Then why are you in the race? Yeah. You know, yeah. so DeSantis has all the all the good things that we liked about Trump, minus all the bad things that we that we don't like about Trump, and he's willing to actually take Trump on on his failures during office, which are many, even though his victories were many too. Um, but it just seems like the Ramaswamy whole candidacy is to lead votes from DeSantis. It, it feels like that. Um, I mean, there's no, we don't know that for sure, but it really feels like that. It's very and it's hard suspicious. for me to believe, you know, the, the fundraising reports say he's, he's raised 7.7 million, 5.4 million of his own. It's hard for me to believe that a guy is going to spend 5 million of his own money just to try to help Trump get elected and be like, I'm just going to get in there. and try. I can't imagine the conspiracy runs that deep because that's an expensive conspiracy but i will say if you're running for president in the back of your mind you're really just auditioning for the cabinet he's probably auditioning as much as anybody in the race yeah i mean there can be two things at once he there's obviously a purpose behind him running it's not to become president so yeah it could have been that hey you know you, you you run you do a good job then, hey, we'll make you whatever, Secretary of the Treasury or something like that, which he'd probably do a great job. I mean, uh, HHS, you know. like, you know, you throw him <laughs> yeah, into whatever, one of these yeah. roles with his, with his, I mean, he's clearly a super bright person. And, right. and, and like I said, that, I mean, I, you, you hear this rumor about half the people running is that they're really just auditioning so that whoever wins ends up putting them in a, in a spot. But, um, he's one that seems to be, you know, I, I, I'd say at the, at this point in the campaign, and I, I've got some, some ideas on who might be next. He's the one that's probably more than anybody has raised his stock the most with his campaign. Well, it seems like that, but I'll tell you, the polls that Ramaswamy are polling really well in, those pollsters are very suspicious. Um, it, they, they'll have things like, especially if they're a national election poll, they'll have Biden winning 52% of the black vote or Trump winning the female vote or something <laughs> like that, which it's very odd. Like their sampling is odd. If you look under the crosshead, they're odd. Like these polls, a lot of these are just basically, I've called them on Twitter, psyops. They're just psyops. They're just sampling whoever answered the phone, um, a certain group, and they're, they're getting these results that are just absurd. I mean, this campaign's not really even begun. I mean, it has begun, but it's... No, I, I, I know. Uh, yeah. I, I, I saw some, some screenshots of, of eight years ago where I think Jeb was still leading at this point in the campaign. So let's, let's not take it too seriously yet. Yeah. Um, but I will, I, I will say this, the candidate he reminds me of, and this is not necessarily a good thing if you're Ramaswamy, but he reminds me of Andrew Yang because Andrew Yang yeah. sort of came out of nowhere, said all the right things, got all the headlines, and it never translated into votes. And it's the one thing I think about Vivek is I just don't know if it translates into votes for him. Yeah, he, he's basically this Republican Andrew Yang. I tweeted one uh, a few days ago. He's the angry Andrew Yang of Ted Cruz's. And I compared <laughs> him to Cruz. <laughs> well, he's, you know, how Cruz kind of came across as a little bit used car salesman, 
you know, a little too smart for his own good, a little too preachy. Um, you know, and that was how Cruz came across in 2016. And that's one of the reasons why he lost to Trump. And of course, I, I didn't support him then because I, I know he's a great guy. He's a conservative. But I didn't feel like he could pull the Rust Belt, and, of course, Trump did. So Trump was the candidate that we needed in 2016. Of course, I don't think he's the candidate now because I don't think he has a snowball's chance in, in anywhere to win. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We, we will see. You know, you've been one who's been very prominent on social media um, saying that we need a candidate who can win in November and, and particularly pushing the 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 – the, the DeSantis line, like, hey, that's the guy that I, I think is the best chance. What do you make of these recent developments? You know, he laid off a third of his staff. They're sort of doing this re reboot of the campaign. What do you make of all that? Yeah, I, I, I think, again, it's early. I, I think that there's still a lot of time. And if you're going to reboot, you want to reboot now. It's kind of like in the football season. If you're going to lose, you don't want to lose the first game, <laughs> the first couple of games. They've made some mistakes. They've had some messaging errors. They've, uh, I mean, there's... You know, the, those of us who really follow the the campaign closely have seen a lot of missed opportunities. So, but they also have a really big desire to get that back. You know, to get going and to get on the right track with all that. So, I think they're going to right the ship. Um, I think the layoffs they hired too many too fast. So they're just getting lean, leaner in that regard. But I don't think it's how at all how the media is portraying it. In fact, I know it's not how the media is portraying it. You know, it's not I, like, oh, we're just in so much trouble. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that I, they're, they're a month away from writing the great Ron DeSantis comeback story. And in truth, really nothing's going to yep. change. But I, I, yep. I agree yep. with you. I think, you know, I think DeSantis made sort of what I would consider a strategic error of getting, when he got in the race, he almost acted like a front runner. You know the the big ritzy yeah. Four Seasons fundraiser and 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 things like that that didn't feel like he was the underdog, which he always was. The, uh, he's he's always been sort of the underdog against Trump, but he's like the underdog that seemed to have the best chance. And I think the I agree with you. I think the reboot is a good decision. I'm not convinced DeSantis is our best general election candidate. I think he might be our best candidate because I know and I trust that if he got elected president. He would do the things that we want him to do because he's got yeah. a demonstrable track record in Florida of doing that. Um, I maybe this is this is my old school bias. I still think if Tim Scott's our nominee in the general, I don't know how Joe Biden wins that race. But I, I yeah, yeah, I think you're right. right I think my biggest fear right now is that you know w- Trump somehow survives the primary, and then whether it's through a combination of convictions or, or just the general weight of the indictments, or just his sort of a campaign only to the sycophants that Trump can't get there in November. And that is a terrifying thought for a conservative. It, it really is. And I totally agree with you. Like DeSantis is the closest candidate to somebody that me or you would want um, that is electable, you know, but yes, I think if Tim Scott's probably the only other serious candidate I would consider serious that's in the race. I mean, no MAGA person is going to vote for Haley. Um, so e- even though, you know, she's definitely qualified. But, but yeah, Tim Scott, I think if, if, um, if something, I mean, yeah, I really want DeSantis to pull it out, but if, if God forbid he doesn't, then yeah, we, I would prefer Tim Scott over Trump any day because at least he's electable for sure. Absolutely. Trump right. is not. All right, Scott, as we do every day, we finish up with two questions. First is our question of the day. The question of the day, every day, different question. Today's question of the day is what is one, what is one, thing you hear smell see you name it 
that brings back waves of nostalgia to you? Waves of nostalgia. Wow, that's a uh, yeah. So it's it's the those uh, box plants um, that that grandma puts in the that you have to trim every in the front landscape. Yeah, every time I smell those, I'm back to my grandmother's house ah, in Virginia. Love it. I go. love it. And finally, <laughs> if people want to follow you, a big tweeter. How do they follow you on social media? Um, S K Morefield, S K Morefield, and or just Scott. Look up Scott Morefield, and yeah, happy. You might wants to follow me just to troll me. That's totally fine. I don't block people unless you're just um, you know stalky or abusive. Um, so block me, follow me to troll me. That's fine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> just here for the clout, Scott. Thanks so much for joining yep. today for breaking down the race. Thank you, Elijah. Good, All- to, good to be here. All right, that was Scott Morefield. We're gonna come back one more segment. Garrett, we're going to answer the question of the day right after these messages. The news and talk allegations that the Attorney General of the United States has weaponized the Justice Department. That matters to Springfield. Did the DOJ 